Fine. You have to know the word. Sarah didn't know the word of God, so she couldn't she couldn't counter Satan's temptations or his lies. No. So if 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 I I was a bank teller and I I um I used you know handled money all day long. Yeah. I never once as a teller in the bank, they never came to me and said, "Here's a counterfeit." Here's what it looks like so that if someone tries to slip counterfeit money across the counter, you will know it's counterfeit. They never did that because well, a counter, counterfeit can come in many different ways. Yeah. People are always going to be trying to produce counterfeits, right? Satan's the same way. He's going to change that package constantly when he and brings he does. it to you. <laughs> and he does. And so the way to understand and know the truth and to recognize a counterfeit is to study the truth. Yeah, constantly. I handled real money so much that the bank knew they never had to worry about me not not knowing a counterfeit because I would recognize this doesn't feel right. right. This doesn't look right. It's the same way with Satan. If if when he, if I stay in the word and I read the word of God, that light penetrates the darkness that it's it comes into my soul. It it washes over my mind and it starts to change the way I think. It starts to change the way I feel. Mm -hmm. It starts to get rid of anxiety and worry and then all of a sudden you start to have peace. It literally begins to change and save my soul. Yeah. Everything about us will change. And so when you keep washing yourself with the word of God and keep putting it in, then all of a sudden now when Satan, something comes into my mind that doesn't line up with the word of God. I know the word so well and I've recognized the lie instantly. Yeah. And that's how I can take captive those thoughts that set themselves up against and those arguments that I know are not from God. Right. Because I've recognized, I've recognized the counterfeit that's coming through. Well, you know knowing my journey of like not wanting to open up with like what I'm struggling with with people um you know I just recently a couple months ago you know I know how to deal with you know having a sound mind and having all that well the enemy recently tried to you know get me to fear in a way that is not biblical you know I was reading the news I was listening to things on Facebook I was going through a lot of things that weren't biblically correct about having a sound mind. So, you know, I would be so afraid that I would get sick or I would fall asleep because I didn't want to deal with that fear anymore. Wow. And it's because, and then I was thinking to myself, I'm like, why am I experiencing all this fear and anxiety about everything? You know, I was confiding in, um, you know, my friend Megan. I was like, what is going on? And she's like, well, have you been reading your word like you usually do? <laughs> well, no, I hadn't been. And so I don't know if this is a biblical truth, so you can tell me this, but when you start, when you feel like, okay, you know, everything's going really good and you're having like a really great time and, you know, like everything in life's going good, sometimes you stop reading your Bible like you should because things are really well off right now. And so then the devil kind of uses that good time to start like putting things in your mind, especially for me, um, like, oh, you know, well, there's this news article that's like kind of bad, you know, like things aren't really good in the world right now. You should worry about that. And then if I was in my word, I would have known, you know, like why worry 
about anything when, you know, the Lord has it in his hands. I, you know, I would know these scriptures that talk about not having, worrying to cast all of my cares on him. Uh-huh. But I didn't because I wasn't staying in the word. And so it's huge to stay in the word because as you keep reading it and you keep meditating on it, those scriptures will come to mind when that fear or whatever will come up in your, in your um, life. And so they won't just, it's not just that they come to mind though. So it's that also it's, you've got to make the conscience, conscious decision and you've got to, you've got to appropriate. Like I told you okay. in Romans 12 too, it's so that you can prove what is the right. acceptable, perfect will of God. What's that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. Um, so here, let me just give you a couple more scriptures. Romans 8 and 6. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. Okay. If I let my sinful nature control my mind, if I let those thoughts, if I let Satan, if I let all these things just stay in my mind, and I let that those the temptations that come into my mind, and I dwell on yeah. on those thoughts, and I dwell on those images, and I just keep rehearsing that stuff somebody said, or whatever the, the fear, yeah. anxiety, whatever they are, that's letting your sinful nature control your mind, and this is it's going to lead to death. It'll lead to death spiritually. It can lead to death. Uh, you know, emotionally, it can lead wow. to death physically. There is an effect on the physical body and on the, the mind, the will, and the emotions. It also says, but letting your spirit control your mind, letting your spirit, man, can, that's the spirit, the Holy Spirit, control your mind, leads to life and peace. Wow. Here's another one. Um, my son in Proverbs 4, 20 and 23, give attention to my words. His words is the word of God. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Okay. Keep them. Who's got to keep them in the midst of their heart? Who has to not let the word of God depart from their eyes? It's my job. For they are, God's words, are life to all of those who find them. You want an abundant life? Find the words of God. It'll change your life. And their health. To all their flesh. You want to have health? Keep God's word in front of you constantly. It is, it, then the next uh, line, the last part of that Proverbs verse 23 says, keep your heart with all diligence. Wow. I have to guard my heart. You got to keep it. If you don't guard it, Satan's going to come at you. So in the good times, yeah, he'll come at you. In the bad times, he'll come at you. Satan doesn't take a vacation. I have to constantly guard and say, I'm not letting you in my head. I'm not letting you yeah. in my heart. You're tempting me to doubt right now, but I'm not letting it. And so you've got to guard your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. How do I guard my, my heart with all diligence? Keep the word of God constantly in front of me. Every time I'm bombarded with fear doubt, insecurities, depressing thoughts, suicidal thoughts, yeah. lust. I would just you fill in the blank because yeah. Satan's Satan comes at us with his fiery darts and he never stops. So I have to guard it and I have to keep that word. Isaiah 26 and 3 also says, "You will keep talking to God. You, O oh God, will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you." Not only do I have to guard my heart and keep the word in my heart, I've got to trust in the word of God. 
I got to trust that, that God's word is true and that God's word is going to work no matter how much fear I fear uh, feel, no matter how scared I am, no matter how impossible the circumstance yeah. or situation may look or seem, I have to trust in God's word. He says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. You're here. I love this line. All whose thoughts wow. are fixed on you. If something is fixed, it's fixed. A fixed interest rate doesn't change. Yeah. Fixed thoughts on the word of God keeps Satan's temptations, keeps all of those things at bay so that I live in peace. There is a way. Yeah. In the in the it facing bondage, facing uh, a crazy thought life, the battlefield and the mind, there is a way to live in perfect peace and stay in peace in the midst of all of it. Yeah, so, you know, you brought up that not only does the word come to mind when you're, you know, meditating on it, but you kind of have to actively work at keeping it in your heart, too. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. So, um, that's huge because... It's discipline. Well, yeah, it's like kind of, it's kind of like a garden. You know, you yeah. plant the word, you plant the seed, you know, the putting this together, uh, correct me if I get off on this, but you know, you plant the seed and you water it, expecting it to grow. But it's kind of like, you know, in your heart, if you plant the seed and you're like, okay, that's a great scripture, cool. You know, that's what the scripture says. And then you walk away and then you expect it to grow and stay, you know, healthy still. It's kind of, that's not really how that would work. So you know in the back of your head that scripture but if you don't water it and you don't keep tending to the garden, you know, keep reading the word, then that's not going to grow and it's not going to be a healthy, you know, place for things to grow and have life. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Right. And then you take, so Holly, I'm, I'm a very practical person. Okay. So I like the, yes, like, how do I do this? I mean, one of the things I love to do when I teach, I mean, I'm reading you lots of scriptures and, and, and there's more on my papers here that I haven't even said. There's so many scriptures. Um, but for me, if I'm if, if someone gives me a scripture, I need you to show me how does this apply to my life? How do I use it? Okay, so you said, God, in your word in Ephesians chapter 6, that the word of God, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. If this if this if this word of God is in um, the sword of the spirit, which is a sword is a is a weapon that I use right. to uh, fight with and to defeat the enemy, which is Satan. If I'm going to overcome him with the Word of God, which is what that means in Ephesians chapter 6, how do I do that? So let's break this down. How do I do it? Um, James 4, 7 says, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So you've, you've, you've got to understand that you got to trust and believe in the Word of God. Right. You need to put the Word you've got, like the garden. you got to plant the seed. You've got to get it in you. The Word of God has the power to save your soul. Yeah. So you need to accept God's Word as your perfect authority in your life. Yeah. Accept it. Believe it. Trust in it. And understand how power, when you accept it and you plant the Word mm -hmm. and then plant the garden, you will really, and you see it start to work in your life, you'll understand how powerful it is and that it works every single time. Because the Bible says God's Word does not return void. No. But you have to put it out there. Because you'll start seeing things change in your mental processing yes, and the way will. things go during your day even when you when you act that out. 
So I take, yes, and so here's what, and here's how. James 4, 7 says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So I, I've understood, and I know, I've been reading the word of God, right. I've been studying the scriptures, and I know, I know it's powerful, I believe in it, I trust God's word. And I'm going to choose to believe God's word. So what do I do now? Um, I get a tempting thought. Yeah. Temptation comes at me. Satan shoots those fiery darts at me. and Or, or something tragic happens. And all of a sudden, you, I, I know I've experienced this. You get an onslaught of instant fear. Yeah. I mean, so strong. Uh, maybe it's you get a bad report from the doctor. Or you're faced with an impossible situation. What do I do? He says, therefore, in the midst of whatever it is, submit to God. That word submit to God, it means to come into agreement with with God. Okay. With what God's word says. So if I'm not submitting to God, then I'm not in agreement with God. Okay. And if I'm not in agreement with God, I'm in agreement with the devil. So I have to make a choice. Do I agree with God's words and with what God says? Or do I agree am I going to come into alignment and agree with Satan and with what Satan says? There's only there is no in between people. Yeah, it's one or the other. It's one or the other. So to submit to God, I have to, I have to say, I've had this happen, and fear is rising up. Yeah. But I'm coming into agreement with what God's word says, Satan, and God's word says that God has given me perfect peace that I have I don't have to have a spirit of fear but I've been given a spirit of, of power and of love and of a sound mind I can't do that if I don't know the scriptures no now you don't have to have it memorized but what I do is I take I take little um, index cards you should yeah. see our bathroom our bathroom you look in my mirror and I've got I've got some of these scriptures plastered up right there on my mirror because I want to see them every day I put them on note cards and I carry them with me every day and I say them over and over and over until eventually they're in my they're in my heart they're so deep and buried in I don't need the, the card anymore and especially with the accessibility of like technology now oh my goodness you, you have version. the yeah the Bible app and you version there's no reason or excuse at this point in history and in time that you can't look up a scripture with what you're dealing with, with what the enemy's trying to lie to you about or, you know, make you doubt God on because you can pull it up in like a second. Yes, you can. And you're like, oh, no, no. And you can even save it, make notes on it. You can save it. it, highlight it, share it with your friends. Like, there is no excuse for you to say, well, I don't know what the Bible says about fear. You go on the internet, scripture is about fear. And boom. It's right there. Not only that, you can go to version and type in fear. And not only will you get scriptures about fear, you'll get... A, a thousand devotionals on fear that some teacher who's yeah. studied it already has written a devotional for you so that you can read it. There's no excuse nope. it's not not to find it, but you so who are you going to agree with? Yep. Who are so that's the first part of James 4 7. I choose in this moment. I know I feel fear. I know I need healing and I'm and I feel doubt and I'm really struggling with doubt, but I am coming into agreement with God's word because God's word says he was wounded for my transgressions. Yeah. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of his peace was upon my shoulders. And by his stripes, I was healed. It was already done. So I choose, and this is what I say. I say, Satan, I'm agreeing with God's word. And I will throw the scripture back at Satan, just like Jesus did in the garden when he oh, was yeah. tempted. Satan, it is written. That's how you submit to God. Yep. When you're done taking the word of God and spitting it back out your mouth, take that sword and you 
you speak it out loud listen these scriptures won't do us a lot of good they do us good by getting them in our heart but they don't do us good in a battle unless we wield the sword right what good would it do for me to try to fight sarah and have the sword in my hand and hold it but never swing it right well she'd win if i just held it in my hand and she she you know had her sword and she slices slices me open she wins i mean it does me no good if i don't use it god is like i've given you everything you'll ever need i'm just waiting on you to pick it up and use it you can't use the word of god if you don't know it you can't use the word of god if you don't practice it and put it in your heart you got to learn how to wield your sword you got to learn how to fight with your sword and he gave us the tools in the word of god submit to god come into agreement right. know what it is find the scripture say it over and over and over and over and out out again until you get it in your heart and you believe it faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god hebrews says so then the next thing is that you resist the devil and he will flee from you satan i resist you i'm coming into agreement with god's word this is what he says quote the scripture out yeah. loud and then you say now get out of here in the name of jesus i resist you you must flee and just like that every time he'll go yeah now he may come back in five seconds <laughs> and what do you do in five seconds do the same thing you do it again yeah. satan in the name of jesus i am not agreeing with you somebody may think you're a fool walking around the office talking to yourself like this but i do it i do it out loud i don't care who who hears me uh, satan get behind me in the name of jesus and i'll quote the scriptures yep or i'll look it up if i don't know one if i don't know what how to apply it i'll find one and i'll write it down and i'll carry it with me everywhere i go because i know he's going to keep attacking yeah. he doesn't stop shooting fiery darts just because you punch him once and he gets knocked down he gets back up Yep. but so do we and if he knocks us down a righteous man may fall seven times but he keeps getting back up the bible says so so listen to romans 10 8 and 10 and you said this scripture earlier in the beginning of your testimony with mm -hmm. how you got saved i want you to hear this romans 8 10 8 and 10 but what does it say the word is near you it's in your mouth it's in your heart that is the word of faith which we preach it's in you. If you're a believer, the word is in you. Yeah. It is near you. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. You said this. I confessed yeah. on Jesus earlier. You were saved. You knew you were saved. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, here's that heart and thought life yep. again. With the heart one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. With my heart, I believe. But with my mouth, I get saved. Yeah. Do you see the correlation? It's not enough to believe when you're facing temptation and you have to submit to God and resist the devil. You just can't do it in your head. You, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So we take this scripture and we think salvation stops at just eternal security, eternal salvation. I'm going to accept Jesus Christ and then that's it. That's all that Romans 10, 8 and 10 is good for. No, the word salvation is, is it means to be made whole. Yeah. Like Sarah, you were made whole. Oh, yeah. She was saved eternally going to go to heaven, but she was in bondage. Yeah. To sin and couldn't get free from some mental strongholds. So I wasn't living an abundant life. No, you weren't. 
She was absolutely not. She was miserable. There, and that's not how God intended us to live. It didn't mean for us to be miserable. So that it means to be made whole. It means preservation. Uh, it means protection. He preserves my soul. He protects me. It means health. Yeah. I can be in perfect health and healing. It also means health and healing. And it uh, means provision. Yeah. It's a five-fold meaning salvation it, it all those things encompass complete to be made complete yeah. to be made whole so wherever the brokenness is in my mind and in my heart if i will believe in my heart and if i will if i will confess those scriptures with my mouth and put it out there i will be saved with the mouth confession is made to salvation with my mouth I can confess and profess the scriptures and say them over and over and over and again, and I will be healed. Yeah. Standing on the word of God, standing on the promise, and not being moved by doubt. Not being pushed off and out of the way by Satan and his lies. So it's so much more than just eternal salvation. I've got the word, it's near me. Yeah. It's in my mouth and it's in my heart. But he's saying, I need you to believe it mm -hmm. and I need you to speak it. What are you saying with your mouth? Even Mark 11 says, have faith in God. It, it says, you know, you will have whatsoever things you say in Mark 11, 20 through 23. You will have whatsoever thing. If you speak to this mountain, he says, and you yeah. tell it to be removed and believe in your heart, you shall have whatsoever things you say. You've got to believe in your heart and you've got to speak. Utilize. How do I use the sword? Submit to God. Don't agree with Satan. Right. Don't agree with every lie. Don't, don't let that tempting thought come in your head. Listen, you can't stop lustful thoughts from entering into your mind. We can't stop Satan's lies from coming into our no. mind. We can't stop doubt from entering into our mind. But we don't have to let Satan, like a bird, building a, build a nest in our mm -hmm. head. You can't, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you don't have to let it build a nest in your head. Right. You take captive, grab it, and push it out by submitting to God and going, wait a minute, Satan just said this. But I know that's not true because God says I'm a child of God. So Satan, God's word says, quote the scripture, now I resist you because I choose to agree with God. Get out right. of here. I resist you. You must flee from me in the name of Jesus. Yeah, and you don't know what God's truth is against what the devil's saying is truth if you don't read the scripture. You gotta guard your heart. <laughs> you gotta put it in there. You gotta put it in there. So in closing, um, if you're a practical person like Holly is and you don't know a good place to start, this book. Yes. If you find yourself struggling with um, you know, a mental stronghold or Maybe you feel like something's off and something's wrong and you don't know what. Yeah. This Can't book put your finger on. Yeah, this book does an amazing job of combining scripture with practical truth. Yes. And helping you kind of pinpoint where something has built a stronghold around in your life. Yeah. Like I know some practices like that I didn't even know that oh, I participated goodness. in. Oh, I, that section well, got me too. I was like, like oh, I didn't that. know that was wrong. And yeah. sometimes that's, you know, sometimes we just don't know the truth. There are practices that I didn't even know were occultic practices. Yes. That you, I had participated in. Right. And had no idea. So, I mean, like it, it covers like perfectionism. 
It covers substance abuse. Eating disorders. Eating disorders. It covers, you Homosexuality. Know, yeah, it covers that. It covers, you know, rebellion against, oh, yeah. you know, yes. authorities. Yes. So things like this can pride. all... Pride. Yes. So this book is so good it for covers those all of it. <laughs> who needs a good... You need a good place to maybe you need just to start fresh again. And even legalism. Yeah. So for all of the overly churched out there right that maybe you were raised and you think that what we're talking about is like you know we're dying and going to hell because we're saying that somebody is saved and in bondage and still going to heaven you need to read it tells you why God, that's not and the it truth. explains that to you and if you're that means if you if you cringe when you hear us say that that means you're in bondage to legalism and, and you don't know the truth of god's mercy and you don't understand god's right. grace and so i mean and the other thing that this book talks to you about is speaking it out loud these prayers yes. and that combining James Forsett yes. concept is totally covered in there so we will link down uh the name of the author and where to buy this book because it even comes with like a study guide that kind of helps yeah. you dig even deeper yeah. into it anyway they have a youth addiction edition uh, yeah so for your and teenagers they have breaking the bondage of legalism that's completely to the church which right. I, I, and if you guys hear my heart if you hear me talking about legalism so much because that was me I yeah. was the one, and that's my testimony and my story of how I was delivered and set free from the bondage of legalism because I was raised in a very legalistic uh, um, church and teachings. And so I was delivered and set free from that. Right. So if, if you hear me saying, like, you know, man, she just comes down hard on, on legalism. It's not on the on the people. And before anybody else takes takes off and tries to go ranting on people in the church. Let me tell you something. The same way that we have compassion and mercy for someone like Sarah who was in bondage to all kinds of substance abuse and other things like that and in her bondage, we need to have the same compassion and same mercy on the Christian who doesn't know they're in bondage to legalism. They're just as trapped as in, 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 in a bondage and they don't know it in a cycle of defeat that the person right. who is in bondage to homosexuality. There's no difference between no. the two. They're both just as trapped, and God loves and has mercy on both. Yeah, God loves them both, and he is merciful, and he has compassion, and he has enough grace for both. So before we go, we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't judge anyone. No. Because we're not God, right. and it's not our place to judge, and that's not for us to do. Our job is to speak the truth in love, mm -hmm and to appropriate the scriptures and to help a brother or a sister in Christ find their freedom in Christ. That's what we're supposed to do, and we do it in love. We hold them accountable. Yeah. We love them. We help them through them. Sarah has called me since she went through this book multiple times for different things. Yeah. I'm dealing with this, Holly. Please help me pray. You know, my grandma's sick or whatever, and the fear would overcome, or personal things that she went through with her own health. Mm -hmm. um, and we've had many times where we get on the phone, like, and, and I just, and I don't judge her and go, oh, how could you think that? Don't you know how to use the word? Oh, Sarah, what have you done? Did you go backslide? You know, no, no, no. It's, okay, well, let's, wait a minute. All right, wait a minute. What's the word say? Yep. That's my, let's look at the scripture. And then what do we do? I start throwing scriptures. I'll see the Bible says this. The Bible says this. This is the word of God. Sarah, you're an overcomer. Sarah, greater is he that right. is in you than he that is in the world. This is the devil. The devil's trying to attack you. And it's encouraging. It's uplifting. Yep. We have prayer on the phone. And by the time we're done, Sarah's like, okay, I feel so much better. Right. And if I need somebody, I pick up the phone and I call. And I do the same thing. I'm really struggling with this, y'all. Y'all have got to help me with yeah. this. And they can come back and say, what does the word say? 
How do you submit to God? Right. You've got to get in the Word and utilize the sword of the Spirit. So, you know, and again, we'll link this. Yes. If you don't have a church and you're close to us in Cincinnati, Bridge of Hope Bridge is of Hope here church. for you. Um, at the Kenwood Movie Theater. At the Kenwood Movie Theater at 10 a.m. We'd love to have you. Yes. Um, and if, you, if you're not near us, find a church that is a biblical-believing, truth-based yes. church yes. that has a community of believers that can hold you accountable and to love you through everything you're everything. going through. Yes. Um, and, you know, we just released a podcast, you know, uh, last month about doubt. Yes. It's phenomenal. Um, go, it's a three-part uh, series. Seriously. Go listen to that. That's on our um, every podcast app and SoundCloud. And something fun that Pastor uh, Dallas and Holly did just recently is they went to Israel, mm-hmm. where they did um, a oh, journey through Israel podcast with uh, you know different locations they visited in Israel. Yeah. And in Israel and the scriptures that um, were based around them. And so go check those out. Lots of cool resources in our podcast for you to listen to. So um, our prayer is that this touched you and challenges you. And if there's someone in your life that needs to hear this, send it to them. And reach out to us. Yeah. We're here. You know, if you need a safe place. And I'm sorry I get so emotional because I know what it's like to need somebody. Yeah. You feel like I didn't have anybody to go talk to. Sarah knows what it's like to need somebody and feel like she didn't have anybody she could go to. If you need somebody to talk to, you're facing an issue and you feel like it's not safe, I promise you it's safe with us. Yeah. You can reach out to us and uh, we can we can leave uh, an email link um, as well on mm-hmm. the bottom of the podcast so that if you need us, we're about the kingdom of God. Yeah. And it's not about church walls. It's not about denominational walls. It's about the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's about, it's about spreading the good news that Jesus came to heal the sick, to deliver and set the oppressed free, to set the captives free, that's yeah. bondage, and to preach the good news to the poor. That's what he came to do, and that's our heart, and that's our passion. So if you need us, and you have somebody that you just think, I, I don't know who I can talk to, feel free to reach out to us and um, and we can help you as well. And we can yeah. be that safe place for you. Definitely. So thank you, Holly, for your time again. Um, this was amazing. Um, and we look forward to seeing everyone in our next podcast. All right. Bye. See ya.